The Mental Health Diaries podcast would like to issue a trigger warning for this week's episode, as we will be discussing topics that may be difficult for some of our warrior audience. Audience discretion is advised. Thank you. Welcome to Talk With Us Tuesdays, brought to you by the Mental Health Diaries podcast. We thank you for joining us another week, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome back, Warriors, to another episode of the Mental Health Diaries podcast. It's your host, Lady DMC, and I'm here with my BFF, co-host, and co-blogger, and best gal in the world, Desi Girl. (laughs) Thank you, Lady DMC, for that lovely introduction, and I'm so excited to be back. It's wonderful to be back for another conversation with you, Desi Girl. So, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Let's go. Today, Warriors, we're going to be discussing with you another very important mental health topic. And today, we're going to be talking about depression. The interesting thing is that Desi Girl and myself have both experienced it. So, Desi Girl, I'd like to start off with you. Um, Can you share with us a little bit about your journey with depression and how that's looked like for you? Yeah. um, So, typically, the way it looks is I get really, really anxious and start thinking that everything is doomed and you know kind of amp up per se and then once that's all passed then comes the depression of feeling like a failure or feeling guilty um and then kind of just being very gloomy and then that takes more energy out of me trying to you know bring myself back up again and that starts the cycle of anxiety again so we just go in that cycle over and over again Ooh, sounds sounds like something i could relate to very much on my end as well (laughs) you know um i start feeling pretty much the same way as you um anxiety is usually the first thing to hit and i think that ever since i experienced my first panic attack um my first major one actually I I think just knowing like how much my body can escalate and how it is that my body reacts at those times, being fearful of the fact that I could get there again is what really stems me from my anxiety straight into my depression. And so, yeah, no, I I totally understand the back and forth, the ping-ponging between one and the other. And how they basically feed off each other. Because it sounds like it feeds off each other for both of us. If I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not mistaken. No, you're absolutely right. It does, they both feed off of one another. If one's present, then the other one feels left out. So they're like, oh, nope, can't miss out on the party. So, (laughs) oh, anxiety's over there. How about I, depression, join you at this party? Can't miss out. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's it's exhausting. It's very tolling because it's a cycle that you're constantly in. I like to call it a merry-go-round that never ends because you you can never get off. It just never stops to get off. And if I get off, I end up getting flung off and hurt. No, and I completely agree, which is why I think it's so important for us as, as warriors to kind of enjoy those days whether they be few and far between those days where none of them are present or maybe they're more manageable you know talking about both anxiety and depression here um those days where the world seems a little bit brighter and seems like we can handle things a little bit better and like everything is going well i think that's why um i learned to kind of milk those days so to speak 
because I know how difficult and how heavy it can be when depression is present or anxiety. But I mean, for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to be referring strictly to my depression. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but when those positive days are there, so those rain clouds are gone, do you ever feel guilty or do you ever wait till the other shoe to drop? I kind of have that feeling like, okay, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, like something is going to happen. I can't be this happy. Yes, almost oh, definitely. Or it's like you kind of get to the nighttime of those days, like when it's almost time for bed and you're just like, crap, like I really didn't want this day to be over because it's been so good for me. Like what's tomorrow going to be like? Am I going to be able to feel like this again? Or is the anxiety or depression monster going to be gonna be present when I open up my eyes again so no I totally get that guilt and I totally get that um that hesitation you know to enjoy those good days you're like okay some something's up here what's going on this is too good to be true yeah it's like a sense of feeling naked almost like uh something's missing like I'm supposed to have something exactly even though you don't want it there but you know like there's something that's supposed to be there so to speak so our mental illness makes us think you know Oh yeah, I mean, mental illness comes in so many shapes and sizes. Um, somewhat, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes. Everyone's anxiety looks different. Everyone's depression looks different. Warriors experience it differently. Non-warriors handle it differently. So, um, when we talk about depression, and today we're kind of talking about our own, bear in mind that not everyone experiences this. Some people may have suicidal ideation some people engage in self-harm behavior um, some people engage in substance abuse so there's just so many different varieties per se of depression that don't don't just say oh well you know lady dmc and daisy girl said that this is what their depression looks like why don't you look like this like why from like a professional sense i remember talking to patients with depression and they would you know we had like uh, a group and you know we do a little check-in every morning um and say like you know on a one to ten scale where's your depression at? and like a lot of the patients would be like well, i'm a one and the patients that were a 10 would be like well then why are you even here today like what's the point of being in the group it was just almost like this dismissal of if you're a one then you shouldn't be here and that's that black and white thinking that the mental health world has so again bear in mind today i'm a one tomorrow i could be a 10 and it could escalate like that like just a snap of a finger so to our non-warriors out there um just be patient and be kind and, and really be receptive i think that's really important when it comes to depression because um, i'm going to share a little story that everyone knows in the media about this but being receptive towards depression is so important because depression can turn into you know, a gloomy, rainy cloud over your head to, I want to die and I don't care. Most definitely. And um, I was going to say thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, how you were saying that some of the uh, the patients in the group therapy, like they're, they say, oh, you're a one, why are you here? You don't know what that one is for that person or you don't know how quickly, you know, the whole thing going from zero to 60, how quickly something can trigger that patient or that warrior into going from that one to that 10 or maybe even above you know so as you said it's so important to just be empathetic and understanding and just know that just because it's a good day doesn't mean we still don't need to keep those coping skills there 
because that's how mental illness works. You could be fine and in the blink of an eye, everything can start spiraling down again. So that's, that's so important. And also, oh, absolutely. and also I like how you mentioned about how mental illness presents itself differently um, in each person, but I don't know if this has been the same experience for you. Like even my depression and, you know, my mental illnesses, you know, anxiety and everything present itself differently every single time. Like there will be days where the same trigger will pop up, the one that caused me almost a major panic attack two days ago. And then it'll present itself maybe a week later or three days later or whatever. And I'll just like, you know what? Like, I, I can handle it a little bit better today. It's it's going to be fine. I'll just push through. So I, I think it's just understanding that it can present itself in different variations, even in the same person suffering from them. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's happened to you, Desi Girl, but it happens to me quite a bit. Um, I... I don't think it presents differently for me. It's pretty consistent. But what you're what you were describing, I kind of hear that as the depression was always there. It just wasn't the primary thing at the moment, which is why when it came back to the surface again, you kind of were like, "Oh, well, we were dealing this with this when anxiety was at the party, so I've got the tools to deal with it when depression shows up." But it's funny because even the first time that the anxiety showed up, you know, or the depression, you know, I had the same coping skills. Maybe I just get tired and maybe I just don't want to deal with it as much that day. Or maybe, as you said, it presented not too long ago, so I already know how to handle it and I already know how it feels. So I'm just like, whatever. It's just another day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's growth, right? Because... um you know let's take a journey back down to when we first initially experienced anxiety and depression i'm sure we had no tools when we were dealing with it and then now looking back to having it for a few years now and dealing with all oh it throws at us we have those tools we know kind of like okay today's that day we need to isolate or today's the day i need to force myself to go out or talk to someone so it's a trial and error process but many times trial and error is just not an option you know then that's when that the suicidal ideation comes into play i know you've mentioned in your post a little bit about this do you feel comfortable talking about it or yes absolutely anything that's gonna help our warriors you know i'm just gonna say it right here and i'll i'll say it as many times as i have to um even if it's uncomfortable to speak about it for me whatever topic it may be i'll do it because that's the point of mental health diaries. The point is to let people know that we're exactly like them. We're going through it as well. And this is a place where they can be comfortable in a non-judgmental environment and just realizing that there's other people out there that are going through the same thing. So if my experiences, if my story, if my perspective is gonna be able to help alleviate someone else's journey or help propel them forward, then I'm totally cool with answering whatever you got for me. Okay. So, um, could you tell us a little bit about when you experienced suicidal ideation? Well, fortunately, I haven't experienced them as much, but um, I think it happened for me the first time um, after I had my first major panic attack. And the only reason was because I had never been that out of control of my body. Like, I had never experienced that type of shaking, that type of fear, that type of, you know, feeling like I was literally spiraling. 
And just knowing that not only was I going through this, but I was putting my loved ones, my then fiance, now husband, my parents, who, who I live with, um, you know, at the time as well, it just, it, it didn't seem worth it to me to keep going. And I just thought if this is how I'm going to feel every single day, if this is what my life is going to become with being so anxious and being so depressed, then, you know, what's the point of me opening up my eyes or what's the point of going through another day? And plus just the physical symptoms as well, Desi Girl. Like I don't think our mental health supporters perhaps understand what it's like to be in that mentality, to to spiral to that extent. It It gets to the point where it hurts. Like the, the emotional pain physically starts getting to you and it's, it's hard to cope. Especially like you said, when you don't have those coping skills, when you don't understand what's going on with this journey so new for you, you get frustrated and you do feel like giving up. But fortunately it was, it was my family, my support system, my faith overall, and just my friends that, you know, have pulled me through those tough times. So I'm. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, and you know, what I'm hearing is your support system helping you pull through those dark clouds and that storm that you weren't quite sure what it was and what to expect at the time. Um, imagining not having that where you would be today would be very different. Oh, most definitely. I think um, for our mental health supporters, just don't underestimate the power that you have for the warriors in your lives. I mean, maybe because of our of our situation, our uh, cloudy days, our sad days, our anxious days, whatever it may be, we might not be able to express it as much, but just at least knowing that there's one person that's vouching and rooting for you, that there's that one person that's telling you, you know what, your life is very important. Like, I need you. Like, I remember... Of course, my parents had a very big impact. I mean, they're my parents, but having my fiance there, like I remember the look in his eyes and I remember the sadness in his voice when he heard me going down that spiral, when he found out those thoughts, those ideations that I had, I remember how much it hurt him. And I just thought to myself, wow, like Lady DMC, look at that. Look at all these people around you. Like, girl, like you have so much love around you. Yes, it's tough. Yes, it's hard. But not only for yourself, you're worth it. But don't give up because look at all this energy. Look at all this all this healing energy that surrounds you. It just kind of opened up my eyes a little bit too. Yeah, there's going to be hard days. It's going to be tough. But you got to pull through and you're not doing this alone. So that's definitely helped. And that's great because that's super important. Um... There was a famous couple that spoke down, sat down with Oprah and kind of talked about this. Um, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, it's Meghan Markle. Um, so Meghan Markle disclosed that while she was living at the cottage, I forgot what the cottage was called, but um, you know she was dealing with the harassment, the bullying from the press, um, and it sounded like from what she was saying that the royal family wasn't very supportive um, or, you know, wasn't meeting what she needed at the time for her mental well-being. And um, at a certain point, she said that she experienced suicidal ideation. She was, I think, five months pregnant with Archie. And, you know, 
admitted to herself that I want to kill myself, went to whoever she was supposed to go to, the firm or whatever, told them, hey, I need mental services, I want to check myself in. They told her, no, you know, we empathize with what you're going through, but you got to figure it out on your own. And, you know, she ended up talking to her husband and um, she disclosed that they actually had like an, an, a public engagement that day. And you could tell like us as a public when we saw those pictures, we're like, oh, they're such a happy couple. And look, at she has that like, you know, um, that pregnancy glow on her. And deep inside, they were going through an entire storm where Megan was contemplating ending her and her child's life and Harry trying to figure out how am I going to protect my family and you know it's amazing that she has a supportive husband but he could even he couldn't do anything like he's the prince he couldn't be like okay like up we go let's go to the hospital it was you had to jump through all these hoops to get that help and huge advocates of mental illness and to hear that when their own was suffering from a form of a mental health crisis they kind of shut her down and told her you need to keep it under wraps and the reason i bring this up is you know part of mental diaries we bring in that cultural aspect of it and the royal family have their own culture right like it's a culture that none of us understand or experience and and in you know in the hispanic culture or the south asian culture it's very similar that hush hush keep it under wraps gotta make sure nobody finds out and you know, if Megan was already being harassed for just being Megan, imagine if she checked herself in, was 5150'd, what the, pre the press would have had a field day. You know, I understand the press aspect of it, but could you imagine what if she had completed suicide? Could you imagine oh, what the press would have said? That would have been complete chaos. It would have been awful. No, and kind of just how you were mentioning how it was basically just just her and the hubby you know basically supporting one another and him trying to figure out how am i going to protect not only my wife but my child my unborn child you know i can understand the frustration but i can tell you one thing and i will tell you this from experience i can guarantee you that regardless of whoever was around her judging or whoever was around her trying to keep it hush hush the culture that was trying to shut her down keep her in between those four walls and this doesn't leave this place you know it's between us basically i can guarantee you that it was that support again it only takes one person around you to show you that love to show you that support for you to find some type of some type of energy some type of motor that says okay i'm i'm out of gas i'm on empty here but they're refueling me like this love is what's gonna keep me going no matter how empty i feel how hard this feels i guarantee you she found it in him at that moment and i'm so glad you shared that because we're seeing this in in mainstream media with celebrities basically kind of like how you just mentioned megan i also watch um on mtv i like to watch a uh, teen mom and I actually was watching a, a full clip of Mackenzie. I believe she's from Teen Mom 2. Um, she didn't have that support system. She didn't have that from her hubby. What happened was this girl um, had to go through her mother's cancer journey. And they were super close. Like their relationship was super tight. 
they were there for one another and whenever she struggled with situations her mom was her confidant her mom was the one who she would run to get advice because she has i believe like three or four kids and when unfortunately her mom did lose her battle with cancer she fell into a depression a very very deep depression and she comes up to her hubby basically on a phone conversation crying her eyes out this girl is just reaching out for help so desperately having those suicidal ideations and she tells her hubby she says look i i know i more than likely wouldn't complete these actions that i'm thinking about because i know that i have my kids and i know that i have to be here for my kids and they need me but i'm just telling you right now it's very hard for me to wake up in the morning and it's getting deeper and deeper into that feeling where i don't want to be here anymore i'm just telling you right now i do not want to be alive anymore what does her husband do cuts her off on the phone and when they were having this conversation before they turned into a phone call when they were having the conversation face to face he drives off in his truck and is basically like on the phone call before he hangs up he goes well that's the reason why i left um you know, I can't be hearing you say that stuff. And if this is what you're thinking, then I don't want to be a part of it. And I'm over here thinking your wife is reaching out to you, basically saying that you're going to become a widower if you don't do something. And you just kind of leave it at that. So I can definitely see what you're what you're saying about how important that support system is and how things can turn very ugly very fast for those warriors who who potentially do want to complete those thoughts, you know? This is this is a very deep, very important topic, and it could be very triggering for, for some of our audience, but it's the truth. This is real. This is raw. This is the point that mental illness can take you to. So I'm just yeah. really happy we're addressing it. Yeah, and I mean, do you remember? It was a few years ago. There were, it was a teen, I think there were a couple, and the guy was in his pickup truck and he texts the girl saying, you know, I want to kill myself. And she literally texts him how to do it or like encourages him to do it. Um, and she went to a trial for it too. And I think it was like second degree murder or manslaughter or something. But the, the reason I bring that up is, is that when someone is in that mindset, that's, you know, biologically, your receptors have rearranged themselves to get to that point. And mm -hmm. now your brain is capable of getting to the point of, I need to end it all. So that's what I'm going to do. And having that interference from loved ones, friends, a stranger is so important in how that person reacts to the situation. You know, imagine Mackenzie being at that point where it's like, okay, I'm going to OD on pills. And that's that. What if she was at that point and her husband was that kind of fork road of, hey, I'm coming back. Or, you know what? Do what you got to do. Same thing with that, that guy that was in the pickup truck. He was at that point where he was like, I want to end it all. And the girl encouraged it and said, hey, do it this way. Put the hose in your window and your exhaust or whatever. And, you know, she, she got in trouble for it. But when during the trial the lawyers were asking her like why? why why didn't you just call 911 like why didn't you do anything about it and she's just like well that's what he wanted to do and i was honoring his wishes and, you know like you know i don't mean to laugh but really you were honoring his wishes like 
this person and it turned out like this was an ongoing conversation for quite a while like he had been saying he was in crisis and no one was really hearing him was doing a really good job of hiding it around classmates teachers however the girlfriend was very well aware of what was going on um the parents were not aware either so if you are fortunate to be in that place that someone does undo those curtains and say look this is kind of where i'm at today and you see that this person is in crisis and they're struggling don't expect them to go get up and get the help oftentimes warriors that are in that that crisis mode don't really have that thinking to say okay i need to go to the hospital and check myself in or i need to call my parents or whatever be that person be that advocate and say hey so and so you know it's i see that you're really struggling hey let's go to my place and you know my parents can kind of help us or hey let me take you home and so we can talk to your parents or hey i'm gonna call the cops i'm gonna stay with you until the cops come but you know you need help and that's what's so important with depression you know with anxiety we talked about last week we talked about our own personal journey of anxiety and we talked about literally being in crisis with one another and not going you know one way or the other with depression it's so much worse than anxiety you see suicide with depression so often and that's you know i know this is a very deep topic and i know this was not what the topic was supposed to be for today's podcast and you know i apologize for going so rogue and deep but it's so important to talk about is the support system and the the big role it plays when it comes to depression and i i definitely agree i mean this is one of the more sensitive one of the more um, difficult topics to discuss because i know that so many loved ones or warriors can be pained by by even thinking of losing their loved ones but that's why it's so important to address it because again i repeat it's don't underestimate what you were saying those simple conversations with friends those simple conversations with that family member you don't know how life-saving a simple text message hey how are you what's going on can be to a warrior who's in that type of crisis and also the important thing is when that warrior reaches out to you to all my mental health supporters out there when they reach out to you letting you know that they're in this type of situation that this is what's going on I mean, I'm not your typical case. As Desi Girl said, please don't take our word for it. Take everything that we say with a grain of salt if you'd like, because everybody's experience is different. But, um, you know, I, like in, in my personal experience, it was just the feeling. Fortunately, I never got to that mindset of actually formulating a plan or, you know, as you can see, going through with it, I'm still here by the grace of God and by my support system. But everybody's mindset is different there's other warriors that do formulate a plan that do already have an idea of how they want to just end it just get rid of the pain of the get out of that deep hole that they're in because they do not find another way out and they believe that that's the best way to do it that that's their resolution is to not be here anymore so please take that very seriously if somebody tells you that 
it doesn't have to be something complicated. It can be, it can absolutely be, I let me go and help you find a group. It could be, let me take you to, to treatment if that person has it available. But if they don't, something as simple as, where are you? Let me go take you for a cup of coffee. Let's go discuss this. Let me take you to a mall. Let's go shopping for a little bit. Let's go, I don't know, grab your favorite drink or watch your favorite movie or something. Get that person out with you. Text them, call them, give them a FaceTime call. It doesn't take very much to put them on your phone and just hear them out. Why it is that they're having these thoughts. Why it is that their mindset is the way that it is. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you care. That's all they need sometimes. And just keep an eye out for them. It's very simple. We don't ask for complex therapy. We don't ask for rocket science here. We just ask for that ear and that shoulder that that person needs at that moment. Oh, absolutely. And I think you know with just what's going on in the world today um mental health needs to be on the frontier right now and it needs to be talked about and there's a lack of education in the mental health system there's a lack of education in law enforcement there's a lack of education in the education system so i think we need to figure out a way to educate people and say hey i mean you know, we live in Orange County and there's been, we have some bridges and I've seen quite a bit of activity on those bridges lately. And I've, you know, on Facebook, there's those like city pages where you can kind of see what's going on in the neighborhood. And I've seen so many times like, oh, there's so much like police activity over there. And it turns out there's a jumper. You know, the the um, Orange County Sheriff Department does an amazing job to de-escalate and say, hey, like, you know, like this, let's work through it. We got this. Let's figure it out. And but that I've seen it not go that way. I've seen it where they're like, I don't care what you have to say, I'm still gonna jump. And you know, I remember my grad professor telling me that when someone tells you that they want to end it, that is the lowest of low. And when you're talking to that person, you tell them, look, this is, this is it. This is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And if that's what you want, that's what you want. But can you tell yourself honestly that you exceeded all of the other options? And 99% of the time, the person says, no, maybe I should have talked to my mom or maybe I should have done this. And that that hope, that validation of saying, because I, mean, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I often I hear people saying, you're so selfish. Like, what, think about your family. They don't care about their family at that time when they're at that point where they want to end it all They don't care about anyone but ending it all and ending that pain. So Empathy is super important support is super important. If you don't know what to do Be there with that person. Hey, I'm gonna stay with you and I'm gonna call the police or I'm gonna be here with you and I'm gonna call your parents your brother or your boyfriend or your husband or whatever so Be there for people be empathetic be there like lady DMC says it takes it doesn't take much phone call, FaceTime, text message, whatever you can do helps. Most definitely. And I love how you put that. I love how you clarified that because I think that um, sometimes in, in all the chaos in our mind, we kind of get caught up in it and we don't really realize that, yes, it is painful. Yes, some of the things that we go through are very difficult to process, but 
everything is temporary everything passes you know that moment of fear that you're having is going to eventually go away that trigger that you have is going to go away there are better ways to handle it there are other ways that you can go about resolving what you think is unresolvable you know and sometimes that not in our mind that that chaos those voices don't let us realize that because they're trying to guide us to as what you described very very professionally the permanent solution no there's other ways to do it and there's other ways to go about it to think about it to fix it or to at least get yourself to a better place you know and um <clears throat> just always remember i also hear from people who have those ideations it's oh no one cares for me there's no one out there for me i have no no one in the world i guarantee you as i say in my post to all my warriors out there i guarantee that if you look very closely very deeply at the circle around you you are going to find one person i don't care if that's a co-worker a classmate a colleague a distant third fourth fifth cousin whatever there is going to be at least one person out there that is going to want you here and that is impacted positively by your presence in the world so never doubt that i i also want to put that message out there there's love out there for you we love you guys we don't know you guys but <laughs> you can see how hard we've been working behind the scenes for you guys to make sure that we're here providing providing the best information that we can providing our own experiences to reach out to you guys so just know that you're very much cared for very much yes absolutely um so lady dmc we've had a really deep discussion today and i think we can end it here but before i'd like to share some resources and other things that mhd offers um, so we have a blog, mentalhealthdiaries.net, where our Fundamental Friday posts are based on our podcast episodes. We also have Meet With Us Mondays, where DMC uh, uploads audio clips in Spanish about mental health. We've had some warriors uh, say that they're learning Spanish through her, so check them out. <laughs> um, we have Talk With Us Tuesday, which is our podcast, and we are currently on Google, Spotify, and Apple. More platforms to come. Um, and then also, please let us know if there's any audio issues or anything that comes up so that we can address it, because we know that the past few episodes weren't the greatest. Um, we have <laughs> Warrior Wednesday, where I and Lady DMC talk about mental health issues, current events. Currently, we are talking about Autism Awareness Month, and then next month is Mental Health Awareness Month. So please be prepared for a flood of mental health resources in May. Um, we have Fundam Fundamental Fridays, and then we have the Social Work Corner, where on Saturdays, I post resources, diagnostic, treatment planning, all this lovely um, resources for you all to be able to use. Um, the resources are also translated in Spanish for our Spanish-speaking warriors. And lastly, today's episode was very deep and very, you know, possibly triggering to some of you warriors and non-warriors. If you feel triggered by any means, please reach out, get help. We have the national hotlines in our intro, or not our intro, but the written part. Our description. Our description, thank you. Our description of this podcast, if you feel that you need to talk to someone, please reach out. 
um do not go through this alone you are not alone like lady dmc says this is your family um i cannot give professional advice however i can direct you to a place that can so um that's all warriors we will see you guys next week bye we thank you for tuning into this episode Please don't forget to comment and subscribe to the Mental Diaries podcast.